Welcome to Level to Level, a podcast exploring video games one level at a time. My name is Corey Pike, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Justin Berquist. Hello. How's everything going? Uh, it's going good. We're back at it again. We are. So um, once again, what we do here is we've chosen a video game that we're playing through. We come here every couple weeks and we discuss it. The game we're going through is Play Dead's 2010 puzzle platformer Limbo. So in a few minutes here, we're going to go through the plot synopsis and we're going to discuss the levels. Uh, before we do that, though, Justin, I found an article on IGN. And what it talks about, I'll give you the title here. It's the top 25 games that deserve a sequel. Mm. They've got some interesting games on here. Um, they've got things like Chrono Trigger, oh. uh, Grim Fandango. I can oh, see that oh they're saying that that needs a sequel. Yes. Yeah. So it got me thinking about um, sequels that either I think should be out there or that maybe we've played in the past. So when I was thinking about what might deserve a sequel, um, the first thing that I've come across is what I've been playing recently, which was uh, Marvel Spider-Man. I think that would be uh, an excellent game for a sequel. Mm. Oh, the it's kind of like open world, right? Yes. But isn't it isn't it already a sequel? Didn't, I thought there was a first Spider-Man. Well, there's been quite a few Spider-Man games, but I'm saying with this developer right. um, and with these same mechanics um, doing a sequel to the actual story. Yeah, I feel like Sony might have bought the developer. I mean, I think it was like a first party thing, but I don't know if they had contracted it out. But mm -hmm. I remember something about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my brother loved that game too. I think oh, he's still playing it. it actually. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I could see it having a sequel. Yeah. What oh. have you played? Uh, anything you played that um, you think uh, might a sequel might do well with? Uh, well, I, I'm a big fan of this game called Alan Wake, mm -hmm. and um, I I don't think the game sold very well. But I've uh, you know they remedy the the creators. I think they've been trying to get a sequel off the ground. Um, they did the game Control uh, recently, and I think it, it actually integrates integrates a little bit of the story of uh, Alan Wake. But yeah, I'd love another Alan Wake game. Uh, I'm trying to think of sequels. You know what? Dead Space 2 is one that I remember really enjoying compared to the first one. But I really enjoyed the first one too. The one that sprung to my mind was uh, Uncharted 2. Oh, yeah. You yeah know, I they, think that's they've... universally kind of considered. So they've made quite a few in the series. Um, but I think the second one really sort of took what the first one had and really kind of put a laser focus on what what it was enjoyable about that game. Yeah. I know you and I have had a back and forth about possibly doing a, some podcasts on that one. Mm -hmm. um, and like what's the ultimate sequel? I mean, it's, it's, is Spider-Man the one that you would say like, oh, if, you know, if, if God granted to you your wish of... <laughs> A, a game being created a uh, sequel any game you want you would say spider-man well i think about it like this once i got done with spider-man i immediately wanted to play more i immediately wanted more story now this is kind of weird these days because um you know these days you have uh, dlc um so you do kind of get sequels on the uh, on the titles that you've already played right but um, I wanted a whole new. I wanted a whole new story with Spider-Man, just because the mechanics were so good, the story was so good, um, everything about that game was great. That um, as soon as I was done, I I wanted more. Now, obviously, I wanted to take a little break since I just got done with it. Right. But um, food, I wanted I water. wanted to have another game at my disposal that was the same world, um, especially with those same mechanics because it was so fun. 
does it tell you how many hours you spent? Isn't that one of those games where it, you know it's like Grand Theft Auto, where it's there's this giant world and it takes like a hundred hours for you to actually go through everything? Well, I didn't complete it. Like I didn't hundred percent it. Mm. Um, so there's probably a lot more for me to do. Um, but usually, once I'm done with the main story, I usually move on to the next game, and that uh, is kind of because I have such a backlog of games um, that I can't really take the time to really hundred percent everything. But if it was a new Spider-Man title um, with a whole new story, then I would definitely play it. Yeah, I just bought a Red Dead uh, Redemption Two, so I'm looking down the barrel of that huge world. So, mm-hmm. but I'm looking forward to playing it. So, what about something like Heavy Rain? Um, well. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't. Or did you play it? Do we, we play it together? What I have. Like? I watched you play it a little bit, but That's I didn't right. play it myself. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think the story concluded, and that director, um, I think it's a, his last name's Cage. All his games seem to be real similar. Like they're almost like interactive movies. Um, I honestly would be interested in seeing him do maybe a TV series or a movie because his games are already, I don't know, real close to that. The gameplay is real kind of simple, and you know active uh, timer events and all that stuff well there's also the concept of you know maybe not making a direct sequel but a game that's sort of based on the same mechanics like for instance like we talk about all the time with limbo you know they made inside Mm -hmm. um and that's a very similar game um it's not a sequel but it's still got of the same feel that limbo had yeah, and you're saying maybe Heavy Rain, they could do... Because I feel like they, they did a game... I think the next game was Twin Souls, I think it was, with Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it might have been the same engine and uh, very similar gameplay. I never played it. I, I kind of planned on playing it, but, you know, like you, I've got a backlog. And, uh, yeah. we got to start moving through these backlogs. Yeah. Well, well, maybe my boss will let me quit my job. I could just start... I'd be like, hey, hey, boss. Just explain it to him. He'll I gotta, understand. Exactly. I got a podcast. So you think you want to move into the plot synopsis? Yeah. So once again, there's going to be spoilers coming up. We've played through these checkpoints, and we are going to talk about them. So we'll move into the plot synopsis. You are standing at a pair of laser-activated machine guns. Tricking one to destroy the other, you make your way to a contraption. Activating the device, you find that gravity is suddenly reversed, throwing everything upside down. This mechanic will accompany you throughout the upcoming levels. Utilizing different levels of gravity, you traverse the next few obstacles. You come across another hotel sign with deadly electrified neon letters. With the help of the gravity-reversing devices, you finally come across an obstacle wherein you must utilize a well-timed gravity reversal. It flings you through a glass wall and you tumble and finally come to rest. Opening your eyes, you slowly walk until you once again come across the young girl. You slowly approach to make contact, and the screen cuts to black. Your journey has concluded. Justin, we're in the home stretch. We are. I think we we're uh, making our way through the game. We might be, uh, we might be able to put this one aside here pretty soon. Yep. No. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to utilize this episode to discuss these checkpoints specifically. And then what I thought we would do is do another episode where we talk about the game overall and our thoughts about it. How does that sound? Sure. So with that in mind, what do you think of these checkpoints? I liked them. I liked them. Uh, This sequence of, uh, what is it, six or five uh, checkpoints seemed um, uh, quicker, slower. I was going to say... um, 
the obstacles really come flying by now. Um, and I, I think that says a lot about the developers of the game, that they knew how to time it exactly to where as you're coming to the climax of the story, um, you start making your way through these obstacles a lot quicker. And the mechanic of utilizing the gravity mechanic um, really puts that into focus as far as the speed and you moving through these checkpoints pretty quickly. Yeah, it's because, um, you know, this is my second time going through the game. I remember a lot of these sequences kind of overstaying their welcome for some reason. But like this time playing through, everything seems to move quick and it's paced real nicely. So um, it seems like every five or six checkpoints, they introduce a new mechanic and you get to play with that in a few sequences and then they get rid of it or they add another mechanic to kind of uh, like, at, like mutate that other one. And so you kind of have to, you know, Utilize these different mechanics that keep adding in. Yeah, utilizing this gravity mechanic, I think it, uh, I think it worked pretty well. And also, you know, I noticed uh, because I was still dying quite a bit um, as I figured these obstacles out. Mm. But when you die, it doesn't send you back as far as it did in the beginning. Like these obstacles are cut into bit-sized pieces where once you die, you, you're thrown back very close to where you ended. Yeah. So I think that really helps with the pacing of the game or, um, as you finish it up. Or your possible frustration. Yeah, I found myself kind of not frustrated, but I mean, they were the puzzles were pretty challenging this time yeah. through. Um, you really had to um, sort of do some, uh, what's the term? Timing. I mean, I know there's... Well, there was timing, and I'm thinking of um, trial and error. Yeah. You really had to do some trial and error to sort of figure some of these puzzles out. Did you have a favorite in this uh, sequence? I'll be honest. I'm not a huge fan of the machine guns, the laser-activated machine guns. I, I felt... I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if it's my OCD or kind of... It just felt like an odd addition to this world that was built, you know? I mean, you have a spider. It's very... It feels very naturalistic and organic, and then you have the kind of machinery and it's kind of there's this duality of like oh you know the trees and the grass and then all of a sudden we're in this factory um well i don't know maybe more i'm thinking about it maybe that the gu the guns are kind of an addition to the uh, factory industrialized kind of uh, uh vibe i guess it's putting out i don't know but yeah for some reason i i, I don't know that the guns didn't sit well with me so I think the favorite obstacle that I went through was the one where um, first you go onto the uh, elevator and that shoots the box down. Mm -hmm. And then you utilize that box to climb on top of the elevator and to get past the gun. And then you walk to the left. And then you've got that obstacle where you have to utilize the gravity to sort of float that box over the um, over the the area that blocks you off oh right yeah, yeah um and i really enjoyed figuring that out because i knew you had to get that box uh, over there somehow but i couldn't quite figure it out and then as i saw the way it was set up you know when you click the um gravity it it throws that box up and up that angle to the left right and you then when keep it clicking it when it comes down it starts sliding down at an angle so then i figured out yeah i could i could just click the the gravity reversal on and off mm -hmm. and it sort of floats that box i thought that was a pretty cool mechanic because we haven't really seen anything like that um and i had a lot of fun figuring that one out yeah i enjoyed it too i noticed too um like when we started the game from our previous checkpoint the music um that's playing is not as foreboding or kind of dark. Um, it almost feels, uh, you know, uplifting in a weird way. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that was just a, uh, 
they're kind of letting you know that you're getting the near at the end of your journey kind of in a way but yeah did you have any favorite obstacles this time uh well no that the one you mentioned i enjoyed uh because you know once you realize that the box is sliding once it hits the ground then you can use the gravity reverser um contraption and you can kind of like float it over slowly uh yeah it's kind of a fun thing once you realize it and uh yeah i enjoyed that one um i really enjoyed the sequences where you, the gravity flips and you are actually like walking on the ceiling and then you kind of have to time things and you flip it and go back down to the ground and then you you know you're moving a box up and over and uh, i don't know the mechanic was was fun yeah, I like that, especially when you hear that little audio indicator that lets you know the gravity is about to reverse because it gets to the point where you don't have to press those buttons anymore. Gravity is already reversing off and on, and it's got that little countdown. Yeah. Um, so you know, and that and that required you to utilize that because sometimes you would have to jump right before the gravity reverses, and then um, it'll it'll drop you back down to where you need to be. Yeah, it was a funny thought crossed my mind when I was playing that because, you know, timing becomes important. And uh, I, I know you play guitar uh, and are an accomplished musician. Uh, well, debatable. But did you feel like it was e- I was wondering if it was easier for you to time those moments, you know, because the back of your head, you always have a constant beat. Maybe not no, always, I didn't. But. I didn't find that um, there was some sort of um, being being having a background in music, it didn't really help me too much um, because the the audio cue isn't a steady beat. It does that, you know, that it does those taps quite a bit apart and then it starts to slowly increase as yeah. you're as you're getting closer to the gravity reversal. So um, I didn't find I, I just had to go off those audio cues and just kind of time it because there was uh. quite a bit of times where I didn't time it right. Right. Um, and I was I either landed back on the floor or I was thrown through a buzzing buzzsaw. Right. Um, so, um, no, uh, it, it, I didn't it didn't feel like a rhythm game to me or anything like that. OK. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good. You were just guessing like me then. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I had a lot of uh, violent deaths again. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt a little depressed after playing this game? Because it's kind of a foreboding, dark game. You know, sometimes uh, I can watch a movie, you know, a dark film, and at the end of it, I feel a little gloomy. Do you ever feel that at any point here with Limbo? I actually felt kind of uplifted because I knew I was <laughs> moving this young boy through this uh, this perilous world. Right. Um, so I never, I, I actually felt pretty good after playing the game. Um, especially, you know, since it's a puzzle game, um, I kept having these moments, these aha moments, um, where I kind of finally figured out what I was supposed to do on this particular obstacle. And I tried to, what I tried to do was stop playing on an up note. So I would figure an obstacle out and I would get through it and then I would start moving toward the next obstacle, but I would use that as sort of a cadence point um, to stop playing the game. Now, what I would do is kind of move move ahead a little bit to where I could see what the next obstacle was and then maybe do a quick run through just to see what it was going to be Uh. and then... 
um, it gave me a chance to step away from the game. Um, and then I could even kind of think about a little bit what was coming up. And then the next time I started the game, I would start at that next obstacle and then um, revert and and then redo the process where I figure it out and then move on. Oh, so you'd make sure that you don't stop playing when you're in the middle of a, some sort of puzzle that you can't figure out and you're frustrated. Every once in a while, I had to do that just for time restraints. Yeah, did you ever throw um, your controller? I did not throw my controller, okay. not on this one. I've thrown controllers in the past. Oh, really? You're a control uh, thrower. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> um, there's an article that I'll find some at some point that talks about um, the different levels of throwing your controller. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I, I've never been a, con a controller thrower. <laughs> but uh, what I noticed is like, I mean, I, we're going to do another episode where we talk about Apple Arcade, but there's a game that I played on Apple Arcade that, uh, I, you know, I don't want to throw my controller, but I want to throw my phone, you know, a little more pricier object. So... Um. Yeah, that's funny. I guess you'd have to throw your switch because <laughs> you're playing it on the switch. It's a costly, uh, you know, tantrum. Okay, so there's an article on Kotaku um, that's a little write-up by Kirk Hamilton, and it's entitled How to Throw Your Video Game Controller, and it talks about the different ways. Um, there's the shake, the slam, the triple slam, the couch <laughs> toss, the floor toss, the wall pitch, the screen pitch, and then the whole enchilada where you basically destroy your controller. That's so, great. Um, I haven't really done anything like that. Um, but oh, which one were you? I mean... You've admitted to previous controller throwing. I try to keep, and I'll put this article in the uh, in the show notes. Um, so I try to stick to just being the couch toss. That's number five in there because um, it's the safest. It yeah. it lets you relieve some of your tension, but it doesn't hurt the controller or your TV in the in the process. So I've tried to just be the uh, the couch toss. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. and you don't throw your controller. I, I punch myself in the face. Jeez. No, I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. I've never had that problem. But like I said, like I, I was playing this Apple Arcade game and uh, oh, I wanted to throw my phone. I, I don't know how it got under my skin, but rarely like Limbo never got under my skin. Like I never really swore. <laughs> I never got upset. For being such a dark and foreboding game, it's actually pretty peaceful. Yeah. Um, with the with the kind of music that we talked about last time, um, and the the pacing of it, um, it's just kind of really relaxing. Yeah, it does, and I think the minimalistic kind of design of it, uh, it's, I I mean the word serene kind of comes to mind, uh, which seems kind of odd thinking about Limbo, but you know, like I said, the music for the checkpoint we start, like there's kind of an, um, otherworldly vibe kind of coming from it, like ethereal kind of feel yeah but re weird relaxing in a way mm -hmm. i found the same thing so why don't we talk about the ending let's let's do it okay so um you've just been thrown through this glass wall yes. okay and then you tumble to the ground your eyes close and then your eyes eventually open again um, and you begin walking and you walk and you find the young girl again yes so what did you think of the ending I really liked it. I liked it. And it kind of fits with the style of the game where it's very minimalistic and, um, you know, very open-ended ending. I was going to ask, did you feel cheated by that um, as far as the um, sudden ending? It it sort of reminded me of The Sopranos, the season or the series um, conclusion of The Sopranos where it just cuts to black. Oh, see, I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, in the, uh, the series finale, um, there's like Spoilers. this moment of... of 
tension and um it just suddenly cuts to black instead of having a real clear resolution oh that's interesting so you didn't feel um cheated by that in any way i didn't but you know i'm like those types of endings i'm okay with you know i like to watch art films sometimes so sometimes the ending's ambivalent you know or ambiguous and um yeah so did you have a problem with it i didn't have a problem with it at all i have a i have a theory of the ending and i wanted to run it by you and see what you thought okay because i know that there's uh, a lot of people have a I mean, there's a lot of theories, I guess, on the ending. Okay, so I didn't do any research on those. Um, so this is just going off my impressions. So you've gone through all these, all you've gone through this world, and you've come across all these obstacles, and you've overcome them. You get thrown through this glass, and you tumble over and over, and you hit the ground, and his eyes close. Mm-hmm. So my theory was that by getting thrown through that glass. He's actually dead for good. Like you've died all the way through the um, game, but this is a, an actual death of the character. Okay. Because through the whole game, the only time his eyes ever close is when he dies. Like when you fall or when something hits you on the head, his eyes close and that shows you that you're dead. Mm-hmm. When you fly through the glass wall, his eyes close again. And then eventually he does open his eyes do open up and he gets up and then he slowly walks to where the girl is. And when you see the girl, it looks like she's kind of um, praying or or looking over some sort of grave, which is what I kind of thought is her mourning the death of her brother. Oh, interesting. So that was kind of my theory on uh, the, the impression that I got on the ending of the game. Yeah, that's interesting. And going with your theory. Um, the game starts and your eyes are closed and you wake up kind of similar to that moment after you're thrown through the glass and uh, you know you lay there again your eyes closed and you you kind of you have to press a button right just like the beginning and then the little boy opens his eyes and gets up and you walk over and see what is presumably your sister um, yeah uh, should I go into kind of uh, my theory and I, I believe it's one that's kind of uh, talked about on like I think Kotaku's got an article on it too. Did you have a particular theory on the ending of the game? Yeah, I mean, um, so it's interesting because the title screen is a very sim. The ending screen is the same thing as the title screen, and so there's that kind of uh, it's not a rope ladder, but it's kind of like a rope ladder with you know a little piece of wood, and it looks like a broken, shattered uh, treehouse at the top. And um, but if you notice on the title screen, where you kind of it looks like where you you end up like the staging of the scene at the end when the game goes to black, you know, the little boys in front of the girl and the girl turns around. Um, there's flies there. And uh, so the theory is, and I, it kind of makes sense to me that the little boy and the little girl both died in these specific spots. And you're kind of almost journeying to find your sister in limbo. And uh, you're almost like reliving or getting to realize you died kind of in a way. And uh, yeah, I mean, even with the ladder, I'm wondering if like, oh, that's kind of a uh, a metaphor for ascendancy, you know, right? Maybe going to heaven or something. So I don't know if what happens after this, they go from limbo to heaven or they go to limbo to, you know, wh- whatever afterlife is next. But that, I guess that's kind of what uh, the Kotaku article, I think I remember reading a long time ago, it stated. Um, we probably should link to that too. So your theory is that... Um that they were both dead and they finally found them. they finally found each other, um, in limbo, um, and sort of their, their reunion, um, allowed them to sort of, um, 
escape limbo and move on to the next step step of their death journey. Yeah, something like that. Or even when you go through that glass, you're escaping out of limbo into whatever, you know, the next kind of place is. But if you notice, the treehouse is busted. It's all, you know, the woods everywhere. Um, so I know a lot of people had kind of like theorized, oh, maybe like they fell out of the treehouse and that's where they died. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I think, too. So the Kotaku article that I found is called The Most Depressing Theories on What Limbo Means. Mm. And I will link to that in the show notes. It talks about um, quite a few of the theories about it. Nice. Yeah. I found it kind of interesting, although that the sister doesn't have eyes. Um, you know, she doesn't have those bright eyes like you. But I mean, if the idea is that whoever you're playing in Limbo, you know, the boy, his eyes are bright and you can see them. And that's kind of a way for the player to know, oh, this is my character. Uh, because remember the boys at the beginning of the game, didn't you also didn't see their eyes. Their eyes weren't bright like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I found it kind of interesting that the girl doesn't have eyes. But it go, if the developer just meant as a visual way to show you, oh, this is your character, you know, he has a spark of life in his eyes, um, that that would make sense why the, the sister wouldn't have, you know, bright eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, and if she was already dead, um, maybe uh, maybe that's one indication um, that she's passed away. Although at the end, his eyes are bright still. They are. They are. Yeah. One thing that I fi- might I thought might be interesting as an ending um, is if when he falls and he's laying there and his eyes open. What would be interesting is, and I don't know if they could do this on a technical level, but would be, so when he opens his eyes again, you find yourself at the beginning of the whole game. And if Mm -hmm. you continue walking to the right, you would start the game over and you would move through all these obstacles. So it would be sort of like uh, Finnegan's Wake where there's no pure ending. It's it's a circle um, that you keep going through this, um, this landscape. I mean, you would lose the you would lose the effect of the sister. Right. Um, but I think it might be interesting um, because I don't know if you've ever read The Gunslinger by Stephen King. You know, over six books, you follow this character. And in the last book, one of the last sentences of the book um, is the exact same as the first sentence of the first book. So it kind of takes you on the circuitous journey where it shows that um, you kind of never end. You just kind of continue going through this loop. And I think that with the name Limbo, um, I think that would be kind of useful um, to be an interesting way to show that you're always going through the tr- this transition period. Yeah, it would be a dark ending, The this little boy constantly searching for a sister and never kind of finding her i mean but uh i mean this is definitely a dark game uh no but i had the same thought whenever because it's the beginning of the game is basically you lying there and then you press a button your eyes open you get up and after you fly through the glass and land it kind of happens again where you're unconscious almost in a way and there's a long beat where you're laying there and you press a button your eyes open you get up again you start walking uh to the right um i i wish i had originally at the beginning of the game because i know there's that egg uh, you can just immediately start work, walking left at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Because I remember this time at the end, after you go through the glass, you land, wake up, and you get up. I Instead of running right, because I knew that you'd run into your what is presumably your sister, I ran left to see what was going to be there. And as I ran left, I noticed I walked through kind of a creek or mm-hmm. kind of like a little river. 
Uh, and then it kind of just, it, you can't go any further after that. But it, it made me think back in my head because I remember playing the first few checkpoints. And I remember at the beginning, I think you walk across a river or a creek. And I remember, like, I knew that this game is called Limbo. You know, the developer's name is Playbet, Playdead. And uh, I remember thinking of the like, river sticks. And so in my head, I don't know why that just came back to me. Um, like the dead journeying across um, that. And uh, so, yeah. I turned around and went back, too, just to see what's back there. Um, and, yeah, you do go through that. You traverse that little thing of water. Yeah, it just seems um, odd that that thing And then you run right into there. a cliff, so you can't really walk any further. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting little thing to do, especially um, after knowing at the beginning of the game you could walk left. Um, and, I wanted and more eggs. eggs. So did you find any eggs going through I this time? Not. I, I did didn't not. I didn't either. Yeah. So do you think you're going to go back through um, and play and try to find more of the eggs? I don't think so, because this is my second time through the game. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it'll always be on my iPad. So if I'm traveling bored, I can go back through it. So what I think we'll do is we'll cut it off there. And then in the next episode, we'll go through our um, final thoughts of the game um, and sort of wrap it up that way. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. Okay. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed this episode, what would really help us out is if you would go to the iTunes podcast app or the podcast catcher that you utilize and write us a review. It really helps with our rankings for the show and would really um, and would really help us out quite a bit. So if you could do that, we would really appreciate that. If you want to follow the show, we're at Level to Level Show on Twitter. I am at underscore Pikalele on Twitter and Instagram. That's underscore P-I-K-E-L-E-L-E. And Justin is at jburq one that's J-B-U-R-Q-1. And with that, we're going to say so long. So say goodbye, Justin. So long. Rainy stand.